You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Comic-Con, except it's Supernatural Con. It's basically Comic-Con for one specific thing. Just Supernatural. I'm following along. (laughs) The part that's unclear to me is like having to buy in advance an autograph, basically. The the autograph and the the photo packages, yeah. Wow, interesting. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty wild. The thing is, with, with those... Well, with Supernatural Con, it was actually pretty easy to get the uh, the photos and stuff yeah. ahead of time. Uh, some of the some of the autograph packages were a little hard to to get on the day of, but the uh, the photos were actually pretty simple. Hmm. They were they were able to shuffle people in and out pretty quickly. Are these pre signed autographs? No, they actually no, do it. They there. Actually yeah, yeah, because right you're making there. them personalized. If I'm paying, yeah. Somebody from yeah, what, I can't, especially as much as that cost. I don't know that I can name one of the actors from that show. I, I see all of their faces. Jensen Ackles. Who's Dean from Gilmore Jensen Girls? Jensen Ackles. That, is Dean, that his real name? Dean was not, no. That was Jared Padalecki. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. That's a name I recognize. Padalecki. Padalecki. It's a good name. Yeah. Right. Was it Jewish? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it was. <laughs> that's exactly what it is, Joel. This is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Uh, sometimes, oftentimes, they're bad movies, but sometimes they are undiscovered or underappreciated gems of the cinematic universe. Whatever the case may be, we will watch them and then come back here to this forum to discuss them with each other and with you, our lovely Editing Bay listeners, and with our lovely guest. And uh, the loveliest of guests today, wow, my my beautiful girlfriend, uh, Sarah, and our beautiful little girl Harper. We got her right here. (laughs) Say something, Harper. She was cooing a second ago, doing a a mic. Harper, say something for Daddy. (laughs) She's she's all we got was breathing, (laughs) breathing and staring at the mic. I have a very particular set of skills. (laughs) She's she's doing some Jane Fonda workout arms right now. Uh, Joe, she is freaking adorable. I'm not a don't baby tell person. Me. Tell Sarah. Sarah did all the work. You, you guys <laughs> combined. Look what you made. Look at this Our thing you made. Our powers combined. Form of baby. <laughs> did you say that on the on, on delivery <laughs> day? Wait, 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 no. With have. your power a, rings on. There was a whole lot of just exhaustion, and I can't believe this is happening. I right bet. Now. I bet. Yeah. Yes. I, I actually, um, I think somebody owes me twenty dollars. Jeff, did we decide this was you? Yes. Okay, <laughs> because uh, there's a little friendly bet going on, whether or not... Uh, you seem to be under the impression we'd be recording another episode of uh, Editing Bay, at least at least fairly soon after after the birth. Yeah. And uh, and I was like, man, I don't I don't know that they're going to be up for that. I don't know. He's, he's going to be sleep deprived. No, 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 no. I'll be there. We'll be there on Monday. See you. I was like, Jeff, what are the chances you think this is going to happen? <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm $20 heavier. I was in your favor. Well, I appreciate that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I probably, I, pro- I think we could have. Yes. And I think Sarah was actually down for it. She was right. like, you know, you can go and record. And I was like, no. I, I would have. In fact, I not only couldn't record, like I couldn't bring myself to go record. Mm-hmm. I also totally forgot that I had tickets to go to the Ernie Klein thing at the Alamo Draft House. Oh, that's right. I he saw was, you post about that. He was doing the signing and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. No, I just... 
that was that's all on me, Jeff. Well, I owe you twenty bucks. No, but you know what? I, I would have felt like I feel like I would have told you to go home, like stay. No, no, no. You don't 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 do this. This is pri- prioritizing your life. This is a once in a life. And I'd have felt like um, I'd been like, wow, Joel, you don't tell me what to do. Stop <laughs> 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 to say. I, no, I didn't want you to be pulled away. No, you were, like, it was it's very like Christmas nice. Day. It was very nice uh, for the listeners who. Um, if I don't know if you guys went over this for the listeners, uh, Joel was very cool. But he was like, guy, listen. I don't want you to stress about anything. Jeff and I got it handled. Uh, we're going to talk about Wet Hot American Summer, <laughs> which was very funny, uh, and one of my favorite movies. And the show is now uh, on Netflix. Yes, uh, that's why we did it. And really good stuff. Uh, and it was really great. It was very, very thoughtful. And, you know, you guys know, and I don't know if the listeners know this too too much about me, that I have a hard time letting go of the reins. <laughs> I have a really hard time with that. Not that I don't – like, and I've told people this many a time. Like, without Joel – there is no editing bay. I don't oh, want to do the editing bay. Now. With, no, no, no. I'm being very honest right now. Okay. Without Joel, I don't want to do the editing bay. If if you were to ever like move away or whatever, I might do another podcast about movies, but it would never be the. Oh, it's not gonna bay. be like the Tonight Show, right? With right. Jimmy Fallon, right? But uh, so, it, but it was very. It, it's hard for me. Oh, bless you, bless you. It's yeah. very. It was very bless cool. Bless you. It's very <laughs> cool for you to like. Hey, look, I just want you to relax and concentrate on family, and that was very awesome to have that option. Uh, so here we are. Yes, we have, <laughs> which is going to be confusing for the listeners because they'll have already heard yeah. an episode of They Live, <laughs> and now this one is actually we've recorded it. We're going to play them out of sequence. Mm-hmm. So this is actually our first one back though, mm-hmm. uh, officially. Uh, and here we are. You know, we've got a baby, and this was Joel's idea. He's like, I think it'd be really awesome if when we come back, we do look who's talking. Yeah, and uh, and I think it was a perfect idea. I think this was this was really good. Uh, it was interesting to go back to this movie, Ooh. a movie that when I first saw it, I really enjoyed this film. Me too. I didn't enjoy it as much this next this this time no. around. Doesn't doesn't hold up. Uh, this is an old movie. This is what over twenty. What is eighty nine? So yeah, we're looking at a coming on a twenty five year movie. We've watched older movies though that have held up way better than this That's one. True. Has. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So you know this one's not so bad though. I maybe end up. Defending this one more than you, it sounds okay, like. Okay, well, we'll see. <laughs> Let's, we'll me. see what the tale of the tape is. I wonder if, uh, I was I was surprised you actually wanted to do it, because I was like, are oh, you going to be tired talking about baby, baby talking, and oh, let's no. watch a movie about babies. But I thought it might be something you would, you could relate to and potentially uh, put your own spin on. And also, I have some questions for uh, Sarah during this, as we well, dissect this movie. That's, that's, yes. that's great. We'll let it, we'll let it happen organically. Uh-huh. <clears throat> All right, so Look Who's Talking mm. came out, what, 1988, 89? 89. Yeah. Uh, I believe so, this was a, a summer movie. It was uh-huh. a little, little, I guess it was a sleeper hit. It, uh, man, oh my God, seven point five million budget, right? Uh-huh. Because this is John Travolta. This was the beginning of his comeback. His, Can we say his, that his first comeback? Right. So you had Travolta, a la, you know, like the 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 Grease days and Saturday Night Fever, yeah. and then he kind of went into obscurity for a little while, About a decade, and then like this was his comeback, and mm-hmm. people were like, oh my God, Travolta's back, and then like they did a bunch of these movies, and like he. Wore out his welcome again for right. a little while. That's a pattern then in his career. Tarantino brought him back with Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then, this was his first comeback. And then Battlefield Earth took him back down. And then <laughs> yes. he's, he's just a seesaw uh-huh. over the last couple of decades. But uh, I remember really liking him in this because I was 11 years old when I saw th- I saw this in theaters. And didn't really know. Like, John Travolta meant nothing to me. I had seen Grease, but I was too young to kind of appreciate it. Um well, I don't know. I'm still not, <laughs> not a fan of, of Grease, but we could talk about that some other time. Uh-huh. But um, so seeing this guy, and I'm like, oh, he kind of looks familiar. Oh, and he's funny. I hadn't seen him really do flat-out comedy He was very before. charming. He was very he charming. He is very charming. Uh, okay, so <laughs> being charming, though, yes. that aside, 
this this film is about the most irresponsible people in the world. Yes, all making the worst decisions. Her specifically, ever. the mother, Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley. Yes, uh, who who's hor- just makes just a series of horrible decisions. I think through the, throughout this film, she hands off her baby, who then <laughs> su- subsequently loses said baby. Uh, no less than three different times to right. just like complete strangers yeah. or people that she doesn't know very well. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, bad bad life choices. She flat out falls asleep in the middle of uh, John Travolta, who th- they meet in a cab. Uh-huh. So she is. We'll, we'll we'll get back to the supporting stuff, but basically she's giving birth. She doesn't have a the, the baby daddy isn't around. No, he he was well ten feet away. He is there, <laughs> just not for her. She had just stormed she, away, right <laughs> after finding him making out with his what, interior decorator. That's in, right. in uh-huh. the fitting room of a lady's clothing store. Yes, he Classy. was going through a selfish phase. <laughs> oh, oh my god! And that's the part I, I like wanted to, to use that line though. <laughs> I, that's the part I wanted to ask you, Sarah. If uh, so, harken back to the last nine months. I'm sure they mm-hmm. were very familiar to you. If Joe told you <laughs> in the middle of labor or right before or right after that um, he was going through a selfish phase, I don't imagine that would go over very well with you. Probably not. Yeah, no. I, a lot of screaming, a lot of hitting, as I, Kirstie Alley did, to be fair. Yeah. But uh, maybe too little too late. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, <laughs> Wait, I want to I want to get back to this. Like, are, are you trying to like stir stir shit up? No, no. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> like I know that you would never do anything like that. Like, no. that is such a deplorable thing to say to somebody who's in that situation. And like, he's cheating on like three different and people. And that's kind of the problem I had with that. Uh-huh. And 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 the problem I'm going to have with this movie, kind of as a whole, mm-hmm. that like everything is the worst that it can possibly be. Mm-hmm. Like, the the writing is kind of bad and even in a cartoony way it's bad like nobody is like this there's not even the most deplorable human being isn't like this wouldn't yeah stupid that line. where someone's like look i'm just kind of going through a selfish phase right now <laughs> that's a great line no like no one does that no one's like this uh-huh. how how could that happen and then i do like as she's walking away her friend just like jumps on his back and they don't even like draw attention to it it's just she's walking away and her buddy just In jumps on him and just starts like wailing on the Ms. dude Miss Geist that's Love who her. that is uh-huh. everyone, I hope everyone recognized that from Clueless that you pointed out I was like what wow yeah. oh there the that's right Jenna was watching it too and she was like how do we know her from and I didn't recognize her because I'm not as familiar with Amy Heckerling the director's uh, oeuvre but yeah she did Fast Time Ridgemont High wrote that movie and directed it or just no, wrote no 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 J- uh, what's his name um Cameron Crowe uh, directed, directed that one, yeah. So she fun. wrote that one, but then, uh, yeah, also wrote and directed Clueless. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. So uh, I, I like both of those <laughs> films. I like this film for the most part. I, I liked it. <laughs> when I was much younger, I liked yes. it. Okay, so just, you know, quick summary. Sure. It's a movie about a, a woman who falls unless she's a, a, a what is she, a, a, a CPA or something? And she's an accounting. accounting. Yeah, an accountant. She's doing taxes for this guy who mm-hmm. runs like a chain of, I guess, fast food restaurants. Chubby Charlie. That's right. Uh, and she has an affair with him. Silver Fox. He he gets her pregnant and ends up having to raise this child on her own. There's really no significant story, though. There's no yeah. A-plot, really, that's going on in this movie. It's just... And it's kind of insulting. <laughs> and if it's insulting to me, Sarah, I kind of feel like it should be... It, not that it should, not that it should be. I don't want to speak for you, but <laughs> I, I feel like me, I feel like that it would. Well, what I'm telling you, woman, is that it should be. And so, uh, I feel like it would be earmuffs, insulting. Harper, earmuffs. It would be insulting to you as as a like she has this scene where after Mikey's born, she's talking through like the the, the window, and she's like, "Don't worry, Mikey, I'm gonna find you the best daddy there is." Right. As if like 
You know, I think the, the message that we need to give, I think the message that her character and the motivation her character should have had is like, don't worry, Mikey. We're going to make it. We don't sure. need a daddy. Strong, independent woman. We can make it without him. Yeah. That's a positive female role model. That's a positive female uh, protagonist yes. for this movie. All they did throughout this film was make Kirstie Alley look like such a weak and 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 codependent yeah. mother like uh, throughout this whole movie and mentally unstable uh, might I add very, very mentally unstable and I don't mean mother in like a bad I feel like I She's threw that out there like that that was a bad, bad like that's mother. a bad thing I don't I don't know how else to 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 put that though like they made her seem very codependent though like the, the, obviously she's scared she doesn't know what to do she doesn't know how to do this on her own mm-hmm. but I, I feel like we should have seen a little bit more of a dedication that like she's going she's going to do this yeah instead of just dumping her off to the first man who like walks in who literally walks well, in the door which is that, a cab driver that's by. what became her a plot was to find a man yeah. to raise this child with yeah it would have been nicer if it would have been more of a, a Judd Apatow approach where it's like eh, okay, pl- plot aside this is about Having having a baby, going through labor, having it, and then raising it within the because really, there's not much of a. I'm with you. There's not much of a a plot there, no. um, and they even kind of have to manufacture some conflict for the third act. Oh yeah, in the form of this very uh, quick. Yeah, we, we need we need to climax somehow. Uh, let's have the baby walking <laughs> because around because they started the movie with a climax. Ah! Oh my god! All right, so I, I can't, we can't do an episode about this movie without me telling the story of seeing it for the first time. <laughs> Which was very uncomfortable. I mentioned I was 11 years old, 1998. I may have mentioned this before. Um, saw it with my mother. And I'm realizing now it's because I was 11 years old. Very strict parents. She had to get me into this PG-13 rated movie. <laughs> so this was like, I, this may have been my first PG-13 movie in theaters. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know why I wanted to see it as an 11 year old. But I guess it seemed like, you know, it wasn't a cartoon. It was for kids. This movie and was getting huge word of mouth yeah, when it, was, it came out. I'm it telling you, man, 7.5 million budget and it took in 140 million in the box office, yeah. and that was just U.S. Wow. It ended up making over 300 million worldwide. Um, so yeah, good word of mouth, uh, and and kind of I guess oh, I want to say groundbreaking at the time. She got hiccups. Was that a hiccup? Yeah. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I am just turning into like a a, a blubbering pile. Like <laughs> you, I walked in the door and saw that child, and I'm 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 also realizing now that my baby voice is the same as my dog and animal voice. <laughs> yeah. Where I just start doing this. Who's a good girl? Look at the hair you've got. <laughs> Well, Who so much so that Joel started giving her the, the the doggy voice, and Jeff had to go. She's not a dog, Joel. <laughs> it's like I can't help it. That's my cute, adorable voice, which she is. What was I talking about? I don't. Oh know. yeah, so so B-Bill, I saw this saw this movie I saw with, your with mom. my mother, who got me into it. Like you know, her and I sitting next to each other, and um. One of those uncomfortable moments when the when the 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 sperm. It's, I, don't, I don't even know how they did it. It was some sort of puppeteering because clearly yeah. this is before digital effects. But um, yeah, we start off. We see an egg floating around in 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 the womb, uh, and then as the uh, Kirstie Alley and the what is the character's name Albert the Albert uh, begin to have sex. It then cuts back to um, a, a a swarm. What do you call them? A pod? A swarm of sperm? A, uh, <laughs> a school a school of sperm? Uh, just f- swimming up the the. Uh, yeah. Uh, what What's the tube? God, I'm the fallopian, fallopian tube. tubes. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh 
It's like you're like you're like the weird like sexual Neil deGrasse Tyson of the <laughs> editing bay right now. This A is fun. Bit. I don't. I get nervous. <laughs> so, uh, so when the yeah. sperm swim down the sex tube, just saying the word like I'm I'm having flashbacks to that moment, and well, it was the very fact that you're doing it right next to a, a, an infant. True as well. No, but still not as uncomfortable as sitting next to my mom. Nobody. We're not making eye contact. Nobody's mentioning, and I'm wondering if well, you shouldn't be because you're in a movie theater. Like true. Why well, you be staring yeah, at your was, mother? It's like a ghetto theater. <laughs> oh, true. Well, you know, it's staring, but. Like, it was a very conscious, neither of us are going to look at each other because she's probably wondering if I know what this is, and I'm wondering, oh my God, does my mom know that I know what this is? <laughs> yeah. Um, Wait, so was this your hometown with the two the It two was. Screens? The two screens. They put this movie on one of two screens. Mm-hmm. That t- it was like this movie deal. and Batman. <laughs> it probably was. Batman. Some other PG movie that all the kids could go into. Yeah. Oh. I felt like a grown-up this day. And then I immediately regretted that decision <laughs> yeah. as I'm sitting next to my mom. Um, one of many uncomfortable moments that... Uh, this is a movie you don't want to see with your mom when you're going through puberty, by the way, kids. <laughs> mm. Let, let's talk about... If you want to talk about uncomfortable moments, and this mm. is something that Sarah and I both pointed out at the same time while we were watching it. Yeah. Kirstie Alley's trying to get Mikey to eat his food. Yes. And she does, like, a stripper dance in the kitchen. <laughs> like... <laughs> presenting her breasts, yeah, not her, not just her breasts, but she's like her whole body, shaking really. her ass for her son. Mm-hmm. She's like <laughs> rubbing up and down on the the fridge, like right. yeah. What? Listen, a woman has needs. Been a while, been at least nine months. There is so much dancing in this movie. Like everybody's dancing. There, there isn't like. There isn't two scenes that go by without someone dancing at true. some point. You know what, though? You talked about John Travolta being charming in this movie, and that's one of those moments I thought was charming because he kind of catches her dancing for the baby uh-huh. and comes in, and she's embarrassed, and he, he then starts twirling her around the kitchen And then to the bends the her baby. over and pulls her up against his crotch. Yes, that's true. <laughs> and she's totally fine with it. This totally. is just one of many moments well, where foreplay. this man like busts into her home, and she's like, "Oh, you but she cab can, driver." She can sense that he's safe. You know, you women have an intuition about those sort of things, right? Okay, Sarah's, Sarah's onto something here. Okay. okay, okay. When did they become besties? In the cab ride, <laughs> apparently, some form, some bond was formed. Well, and as the thing that that was confusing for me was like he was there in the delivery room she couldn't tell because he says something about like oh it's probably the drugs talking or do you think the drugs have worn off the baby or whatever which is interesting that was a question we had about Harper as well oh I have a question for you as well and they never like they never went back to that and and he I don't recall him ever saying oh by the way that was me (laughs) in the mask that I was not a doctor that's a good point holding your hand were we supposed to think that she didn't know it was him I yeah. thought she'd kind of figured it was him, but was so consumed in the moment that didn't have time to deal well, with it. Well, because she then. asked him, she's like, "How'd you know I had drugs?" He's oh. like, "Oh, because you were in labor, you oh. would have to have drugs." You well, know? wouldn't that have made more sense that like he came over like with food and like that makes him more than just a random cabbie that he was there when the baby was born, like he was in the hospital. Yes. Not just a random cabbie, because when you suddenly throw that in, that like she's like, well, how did you know? How were you? How did you even know you weren't even in there? That even that further defeats the purpose of them having some friendship. Yeah, now, and now it's kind of turning into like a talented Mr. Ripley situation, yeah. where he's just slowly inserting himself. Well, into he their was because he was having letters mailed to her mailbox. <laughs> yes, that's true as well. <laughs> 
Yeah, oh, that's the other thing. She okay. had no other friends. Like, really, she had no other friends. Well, this movie relies a lot on some sort of sitcom plots. Con- like, weird convenience. That being one of them. Oh, my uncle, my grandpa needs, you know, he's got to live in this district, so I'm having the mail over here. He just has to say that he lives here so he can get into this home, right? That was uh-huh. kind of the plot. Yeah, yeah. The, which also seems, doesn't that seem like something out of an 80s comedy? It does. Somebody owes something else a bet, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be your butler, so I'm going to work it off or something right, like that. Right, right. Um, also, there's a moment that felt very like Three's Company to me uh-huh. where, um, oh, what are they doing? Are they trying to feed the baby? It's one of those moments where like an old woman holding grocery bags out in the hallway is hearing their conversation through it's the door. It's her mom. It's her mom, and she's getting the splinter. He's pulling the splinter That's out of her That's what it was, and yeah. she's like, it's so big. Yeah, she's I've like, never had one this big inside me before. And I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> you might as well just insert Mr. <laughs> Furley. Come in, I got a door. Little Don Knotts with his big eyes. Exactly. And so I know this is only like a 93-minute movie, but there's there's a lot of padding throughout. And little scenes like that kind of felt like padding. Because there was no real plot. plot. There was no plot. You know, what they were selling this movie on, the complete selling point of this film was... Mm -hmm. Marvel at how funny it is to see the world from the baby's point of view, mm-hmm. voiced by Bruce Willis. Right. What did you guys think of Bruce Willis's voice work on you know, this, coming back to it? Sarah, do you have any thoughts before I go into this diatribe? You know, I, I enjoyed it, although it did not seem, I think we were talking about this while we were watching it, it, it seemed like they just had Bruce Willis sit down in front of the, the, the TV and be like, okay, and now just say whatever comes into your head. Like, especially when they're talking to the other babies, he's just sort of like... Re- just kind of riffing. Just, yeah. Okay, just say whatever comes into your head. You're Bruce Willis. Uh-huh. How how soon did this come out after Die Hard? I mean, was Bruce Willis? Oh, oh yeah. it was a little bit. It was a it was it was a little Coming after on Die Hard. Ten, was it eighty one? No, Die Hard came out in like eighty four, eighty okay. five. Five I think. years. Five yeah. years. Not too bad. Yeah. So yeah, riding high, but. Um, or maybe it was 88. Maybe it was maybe 87, was he, was he a selling point? Because Kirstie Alley oh, had two Bruce Willis was definitely yeah. Bruce Willis was definitely a selling point on this. It was not John Travolta. Yeah. Gosh, I wonder now. Of the 7.5 million budget, how much was, was Travolta versus Willis? Must have been Willis. But yeah. What are uh, you talking about, Willis? I remember <laughs> thinking it was like really cute. Of course, that that's what sold it. Uh, Bruce Willis. He's got some great yeah, one-liners. Die Hard came and that kid is is fairly adorable when he's No, like, when he's when he's an infant, well, that when, is an ugly okay. baby. Well, th- this, <laughs> I don't mind saying. This, no, you're right. And this baby's played by four different children. One of them is Paul Giamatti. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I leaned over and I was like, this kid looks a little downy for them to I wonder if he I grew said up. The same really? Thing. How yes. horrible if we it turns out he turned into a mongoloid and was like, Oh, we chose the wrong baby. <laughs> for our movie. I just figured... I did, seriously... He, he had a five head. I if you seriously go back and look. had to look and go, is Paul Giamatti the baby in this movie? <laughs> it looks like Paul Giamatti. What would Paul Giamatti sound like breastfeeding, Joe? <laughs> I, I want a little bit of that boob. <laughs> I'm hungry, mommy. It's kind of George G. Scottish. Yum, yum. <laughs> I love I'm going to eat this boob sideways. <laughs> just, see, oh, what oh, see what I did there? See what I did? See what you did there. So... She's I, the lady that gives the water. <laughs> she doesn't like when I do my Paul Giamatti either. There you go. Lesson like, learned. Too that much, is Dad. Horrible. Too much. As <laughs> soon as she learns how to get an iTunes account, she's going to rate this review. <laughs> she's going to be like, this is one star. One star. Because of the Paul Giamatti. And my daddy's Paul Giamatti is horrible. <laughs> so I, I, I remember liking Bruce Willis and some of the one-liners. And then watching it again, it felt very like Mystery Science Theater 3000. Yeah. Like there are, there are flat out scenes where people are having a conversation. She, Kirstie Alley's talking to her mom. And it's competing with the Bruce Willis. Like he's, he's commenting like, on what's bottle. happening. Give yeah, yeah. Just stuff. give it to me. And it's like, pot that down a little no. bit. I want to hear the conversation they're having. Yeah. Um, 
Sorry, not talking to you, Harper. <laughs> <laughs> keep, it, keep it down over there, baby. Um, but she... Um, I do want to isolate the audio of, of Bruce Willis saying, I want you to be my daddy. Oh, no. <laughs> I really want that, that be audio a ringtone. To, just to be a ringtone. Just Bruce Willis saying, I want you to be my daddy. Uh, Maybe yeah. insert the sound of some whipping. Also, a problem I had, as long as we're talking with the voiceovers, um, w- when they started growing up, when the kid was a couple of months older, you know, we were walking. How, how old do they start walking? Uh, Any day dude, now, right, they, Harper? They tried to play off like that kid was one. No, that Th- kid that looked kid like he was, was three, three two yeah. or three years old. All of a sudden, I thought, I thought walking was like closer, closer to to one. I think so too. Yeah. Again, right. like where does this, where does this movie end? What age? What are we? Where where does going? It be, where does it begin? Like th- went throughout the montage of the kid growing up. Like I really, honestly thought I was talking to talking to Sarah while we were watching. I was like, so the kid's like what, like two or three now? Right. It no, looks like yeah. but no, it's like. Seven months have passed. Eight months have yep. passed. I'm like, no, 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 no. That kid is way too like mobile, and especially near the end when he's walking around in the elevators. Yes, it's like no, in there's the street, no way. There's, there's no way they put a one year old. He's just he's a year old. I'm like, no, he's not. <laughs> so when he's older and they're they're they have the voiceover, but they're making the babies, the kids on set like mouth like they're talking. That was very confusing. I thought that to was an interesting directorial di- directorial choice that I probably wouldn't have made. Because it's sometimes their lips are matching up, and I couldn't tell if they were intentionally trying to like loop, the, you know, ADR the baby. Right. Um, I would have just probably had them be stone faced and not move their lips at all, and just insert the voiceover like you did when it was a baby. I don't know. Odd it, choice. It didn't. It didn't bother me too much. Yeah. Uh, I thought that sometimes when it kind of matched up, I was like, "Oh, that's kind of interesting," mm-hmm. you know. But I, I think that there's. I start. I start thinking about the things that you probably shouldn't worry about. Where I'm like, okay, so like. When at some point this kid who has like all these logical thoughts like Bruce Willis right. eventually starts to like elusive, you know, like right. <laughs> you start to, to communicate with people and you don't communicate as clearly as you are as Bruce Willis. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. where's that science? Like, why, why do you suddenly yeah. communicate like a child? The baby already understands English. Exactly. <laughs> why can't you communicate clearly anymore? <laughs> And yeah, I, I had the same thought too when the babies are like passing each other in the stroller and they're having conversations yeah. b- via telekinesis, I guess, uh-huh. right? Or telepathy, I guess. And, that, and it's the thing is that's just tearing apart kind of a cute device. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a cute device. That's all. It's kind of like overthinking. In a, it. You know, it's the same science as the movies Homeward Bound, where the dogs are talking to each other. That's and, true. You know, it's kind of along the same lines. Uh, but again, at the same time, you know, the nitpicker in me is like, well. Come on. <laughs> How does that work? Yes. Uh, okay, so we've got James, who's a cabbie, who's kind of got the city wired. You know, we play. he's kind of like the artful dodger of, mm-hmm. of Look Who's Talking. We don't quite play up enough, though, that he's got the city wired. Like, we, we don't really, we don't use that. We play that up. We, we introduce that. Mm-hmm. But when do we ever pay that off? Do we, does that ever pay off later in the film? I don't think so. That he's like, well, I can get us lunches for free, or I can get us long distance phone calls for free. Other than the fact that like that feeds into that weird like fantasy she has later. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like it just kind of sets him up as a as a provider, uh-huh. as, a, as a caretaker for her. And then we don't we don't need to address it later. It's just like, oh, see, he's a good guy. He cares about you, and he'll drive you to the uh, the hospital when you're in labor. Yeah, that's right, Harper. Harper agrees with me. <laughs> the, I like this kid already. But I feel like when you're gonna, if you're going to introduce something like that, that you you come back to it. Like mm-hmm. you you bring something like that back. 
maybe on the cutting it room did floor. When, uh, when, he, when they're chasing down Mikey, he, he knew that alley like the back of his hand. That is true. So but that's, He knows his cab route. As being a cabbie, that's, <laughs> that's fine. It. That's great, being a cabbie. But still having this, like, knowing <laughs> where to get a free lunch or knowing how to get free long-distance <laughs> phone calls, that, you know, you introduce that element, mm-hmm. and like you said, it, maybe it's something that's on the cutting room floor. You know, maybe th- that that's something that could have come in handy as he was trying to get into, like, the old folks' home or talking with the dudes that work in the old folks' home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was something that never came back around. Maybe that's part of it. I mean, he was he was working the system with her, sending yeah. the mail to her. That's true. Hmm? They address more of his uh, his flight instructor <laughs> on the side because that feeds in to the non-existent <laughs> that plot. That went nowhere. Perfectly. I know. I was like, is this is he going to kidnap the baby and take it in a plane? Like, I don't remember this part of the movie. That's John Travolta going, hey guys, I just learned how to fly a plane. I really want to add it into this movie. <laughs> yeah. So like, you what I would right. do is I would like take the baby to like my flight school. <laughs> Sarah, you might be onto something. It's like when uh, when when a woman like gets to keep the wardrobe after the movie that she's filmed. Uh-huh. Maybe he was like, man, if we get a scene in an air hangar in here, I get to keep some of the planes afterwards. Yep, she's feeling me. Harper's on me. Joe, what did you feel about? How did you? feel about the song choices in this movie. I thought there were some brilliant song choices. I thought choices. there were some good song choices, and then I thought there were some really confusing choices yeah. as well. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. I'd love to hear about your confusing ones. Well, the, the confusing one, like, let my love open the door. Like, okay, yeah. The, that that <laughs> one at so the clear end. About I was so clear about that. Like, uh, they were what? doing good up until that point. Yeah, up until that point, because I love that song, but to me it has a completely different, like, the origins of that song in itself are completely different than... What look who's talking would suggest. <laughs> um, I did enjoy uh, when she, when uh, she's finally giving birth, and like we said, the, the drugs. Oh, th- that was a question I wanted to have. Um, mm-hmm. The drugs, like, do they af- uh, do they affect the fetus the same way? Because basically, they made it look like when she gets stoned, the baby got stoned, and the baby's like f- freaking out on its little uh, his little limbs inside the womb. No, I'm glad you've asked because I have. I'm an expert on this subject. <laughs> no, does. go ahead. I, well, I think you know we were talking about that when when Harper's. Were, I think my mom had asked like, "Oh, is uh is all the epidural out of her system yet?" I was like, "You know what? Maybe that's why she's been so chill the last two days. <laughs> yeah, she's been so out of her still, mind. She's still right, feeling it because I know mom felt pretty good. There you go. That was so. conceivable. <laughs> but then, but you also, a, what was the other thing that you had? You you had morphine. something else, and they had said mm, uh, good stuff. they were like, "Well, yeah. this is also going to affect the baby too." It's going to make her yeah, a little less active. The morphine did nothing, though. Like, no, <laughs> the morphine didn't do anything. Yep. No. Oh. Concurs. Uh, did the, the morphine first, and it was supposed to take the edge off, but yeah. it, which is what it sounded like they were doing with the, the Demerol or mm-hmm. whatever. And, I mean, they stuck it into her ivy. There are a lot of things that, like, having, wow. having been through the labor process and having, like, like a two-and-a-half-week-old, I'm like, I don't think that's... <laughs> I don't think that's accurate. That's not accurate. How did humans get this far, like giving birth without all of the drugs and the wires and the tubes and the doctors? Well, that's like what? You just plop down in a cave. I had this weird, like, right after Harper was born. Like, r- I had this weird, like, self <laughs> self discovery or self reflective moment where I was like, sexy. Like, what? How did we as humans like? even survive like yeah. how did this how did we how did the first of the humans like and, you know if we don't think about biblically how did the first <laughs> of the humans like the babies yeah how did they even survive like it, it 
Babies are dumb, dude. <laughs> like, especially, like especially when you see like uh, you know nature footage of like giraffes being like immediately they're yeah, born and, and they're like, like walking okay, on four well, and they're shaking we go, it off. Go, and where's the water? I automatically know where the water hole <laughs> exactly. is. Exactly. Like, this thing can't even walk. All of these animals, like in nature's in the in animal kingdom, they mm-hmm. come out and immediately they know their role and they're and they're like, okay, let's go do this. You know, we're yep. we're ready to go. And like human human yes. cubs, they come out and it's like, it's like I need I need to latch and you need yep. to take care of me. I'm not like, going to open my eyes. What? I will pee and poo all over how, you for the next 48 did, hours. How do we do this? How did this happen? <laughs> no, uh, one Thank of God. the uh, one of the one of the things that I, I do want to share with you mm-hmm. is uh, when we went in and uh, originally she was going to try to go like all all natural childbirth, right? And she ended up like like she said she ended up having some of the you know she had the epidural. Sure, don't blame her. But she had to wait. You know, you you had. To, <laughs> We had to uh, we had to wait until you know you hit a certain circumference, uh, you right? Know, you, and uh, and so you know we're waiting and waiting and waiting, and so we had to kind of get on. Uh, uh, it's called pitocin, and it it uh, it kind of you know it it tells the body, hey, let's go ahead and kind of entice these Coaxing. contractions. It, mm-hmm. it coaxes it a little bit, and so you can't. Uh, I think it's you can't have the epidural until you're like three centimeters mm-hmm. until you're dilated Sounds three centimeters. Right. And so she's sitting there about like, you know, one, one, two or whatever. And, you know, she like throughout the the entire night, she's in so much pain. She's oh. in so much pain. And I've got nothing I can. There's nothing I, I know. can do. How helpless, right? But I'm like, I'm like laying there and I was like, asleep. we were both asleep for a while. And I'm laying there and I, I kind of wake up and, you know, she's, I hear her, you know, she's kind of breathing, but she sounds like she's a little uncomfortable. And I think mm-hmm. I passed out a little bit for a, 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 a few minutes. Sure. Woke back up and she's like. Breathing hard, she's in so much pain. Ooh. I'm like, okay, I do not want to be the asshole that just like, you okay, babe? All right, yep. I'm gonna go back to sleep. <laughs> so I get up and I'm like pacing around and trying to talk to her, holding her hand, yeah. looking at this computer oh. readout, and on the computer screen it shows like the the contractions, right. and it kind of shows like the severity, I guess, Ooh. of like what it is she's dealing with. And what I'm seeing on the computer, I'm seeing like you know, uh, you know, when when she's starting to calm down, her breathing's calming down. I can see like it's kind of valleying out. And then it starts to spike, and I'm like, and I, I can hear her breathing. Oh, okay, this is where it's starting to contract, the, the contraction starting again. And it's hitting like 60s, 80s, and she's like, you know, really breathing. It's it's really painful. And I'm like, oh, my God, and I'll, I'll hold her hand. And uh, and just kind of watching that and trying to figure out, like, what the pattern is. So, you know, it's supposed to pattern out. Mm-hmm. Well, eventually she gets to the point where she can have the epidural. And it was, it's really funny. She... Uh, it takes effect. It takes about forty-five minutes for it to take effect. And by this time, uh, her mother's shown up, and you know, shortly after that, my sister shows up. Her sister shows up. But we're sitting there, we're, we're talking, and we're kind of waiting and stuff. And I'm watching the computer still while we're talking, and this thing is now starting to spike Ooh. into like the hundreds and stuff. Jesus! But she's la- she's laying there, and she'll look at us, and she's like. I feel kind of nauseous. <laughs> <laughs> or my tummy hurts a little bit. And then I'm going, yeah, I bet it is. I bet it because your body is in excruciating pain right now. Uh, as someone who loves her as much as I do, I'm glad she Thank went with the epidural. God yeah. for those drugs. Uh, yeah, man. yeah, because we have a happy and healthy baby right yeah, now. Uh, well, uh, just to bring that back around, yeah. going back to use of music. So, yes, she's drugged up. The baby is drugged up, and it's got psychedelic. It's looking at his hand. Like, uh-huh. oh, how freaky this is. And they're, they're playing. Uh, and then she starts going to labor and starts pushing. And they're playing. Uh, what's the name of that song? But it's like, there's got to be some kind of way out of yeah, here. Yeah, along the watch tower. So, thank you. Yeah. Doom, 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 doom. Yeah, which is simultaneously drug feeling, but then the lyrics, I thought, fit. 
uh, perfectly. Yeah. And there's a couple times to do that. They use a crybaby, that song "Crybaby," yeah. during I mean, a little, little, little on the nose, but still. Uh, well, they use the song "Daddy's Home" when y- her yes. and, and John Travolta are starting to hook up. Very on the nose, yeah, yeah. but uh, still uh, clever. It, it was for for the most part, it was clever. Uh, but I, I I don't know, like I. I <laughs> I feel like we're really fishing for like positive things that this movie did now. Yeah. Where I feel like when okay, I thought Kirstie Alley did a fine job with the material she was given. I thought she was really cute in this. I thought that I thought that John Travolta did a fine job with the material he was mm-hmm. given. I think the best actors in this movie were Olympia Dukakis <laughs> and, and the guy and the guy who played her father. Like yeah, uh, yeah. Abe Vigoda was together. fine too. Uh, and the fact that he's still with us is like amazing. Yeah, no kidding. Because he looked like a hundred back then. Mm-hmm. But like those, like the side characters, all the side characters are fantastic. Yeah. All the guys she dates, like those guys, <laughs> knock it out of the park. Those are great. All the 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 uh, the principal cast, kind of you know run of the mill, and and it surprises me. It surprises me that we got two sequels out of this. Well, not so yeah. much when you see how much the movie made. It doesn't surprise me so much. But that the fact that we did get two sequels mm-hmm. with such a, uh, I don't know, it, it wasn't very remarkable, the job that the principal cast did. And the fact that the story was so weak, yeah. you know, the, at, at its core, it is such a weak story. There isn't, you know, had you thrown in, and I know this is really cliche, but had you thrown in an A-plot of Albert trying to take Mikey away. See, there you go. Yeah, at least some sort of conflict. There's really not a lot of conflict in here. Like, like she's made yeah. up her mind before she even has the baby that they're not going to get back together, right? Right. Or, yeah. Well, no, at well, one point she, she does try to dress Mikey up and, like, impress Albert mm-hmm. because maybe it's best to try to get back together with him, right? Yeah. So... What? I don't even really know what she was trying to do because she kept saying – she kept hanging on to him. Uh-huh. But, again, this – I mean, the who who this character was, like an intelligent, educated woman right. with, you know, like an MBA or something. Right. Like a CPA. Mm-hmm. That's, you know. She's not a waitress. Like, she's yeah. a professional. She's, she doesn't need a sugar mom, a daddy. Yeah. Exactly. She's a, a professional woman in her own right who just, you know, fell for the wrong guy. Mm-hmm. I get that. But then she – it just doesn't make sense. I mean, if you compare – who she was as like a single pregnant mom to somebody like like the character in Juno. Uh huh. There you Look go. Juno, like a strong high school, you know, mm-hmm. pregnant person. It just it didn't make sense at all. She kept trying to go back to this. I think he was supposed to be very successful as well, although his character <laughs> didn't make sense either. Uh, oh yeah, I, I guess mean, somebody you have a fling with, but not you, you know, fall in love with. Yeah. I, I, it didn't seem to make sense. I, I, I forgive some of these these quibbles with the movie because of the world that it's trying to live in. It, it, it's, it's a comedy, first and foremost. Uh-huh. And, yeah, some of the things are outlandish, and it, it's it's living in this kind of hyper-real world yeah. where somebody would just fall asleep in, with their newborn and a stranger in the house and then wake up and they're both gone and not know where they are. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I don't feel like we would paint that person is the, the heroine of a film like no. this. That's played for laughs. It's, oh, the crazy, zany things you do when you mm-hmm. have kids. <laughs> kind of a day in the life. <laughs> but what did, you, what did you say, Sarah, when she came, that, that date, when she went on the date with the guy and Travolta set it up where he was like, oh, no, she's very liberated. Yeah, she yeah. likes she to pay some, for everything. Mm-hmm. What was when she came back? Oh, yeah. 
She's like, oh, thanks for trashing my apartment. Let me, but you can sleep with my child, so you're clearly right. I'm gonna set a blanket over you. Exactly. Don't, don't you exactly. worry. Yeah, the house is a mess, but she sees him uh, cradling the baby in his arms. That entire and all scene. All is forgiven. He's like dancing around with the baby. I'm like, okay, well, that's exactly 30 seconds of the night. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then what we do, what we don't see is yep. that Mikey crying and like peeing himself and pooping, yeah. and he's got to well, change the diaper. John Roll is masturbating in the other room for like. <laughs> Magazines while the baby's <laughs> falling out of the crib, <laughs> crying that, for that two was hours. Thirty minutes of the two-hour event, <laughs> or like the way he, like, he's shaking the kid around. We don't see Mikey throwing up. Like, come on, let's be a little bit he, more responsible. Dr. Volta manhandles these kids in this movie. There's a there's a moment, and it's admittedly it's one of the older kids near the end. But like he, the kid is standing on the ground. He, I think, yanks him by his arms, uh-huh. like to propel him upwards. Let's go. And then kind and of catches, catches him, him on descent. Yes. And it looked kind of cool. And I was like, man, that's a cool John Travolta move. But at the same time, I'd be like, I'm picturing the parents standing off camera. You know, they've signed all these waivers. And here's a fucking uh, Saturday Night Fever. You're about to kill my child on concrete. Danny Zuko's about to, <laughs> about to juggle my kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, no, they the, the, the whole, like, kids in peril thing goes through the roof at the very end of this movie. <laughs> Unnecessarily. The child, yeah, the child is in the middle of a New York City street. And seriously, every adult, like in the last 10 minutes of this movie, every adult in this version of New York City is the most... Oh, I know. They're, they're, they're the most irresponsible adult in the world. Mm. You're telling me nobody saw this quote-unquote one-year-old Walking around, un, like right. unescorted by an adult, just <laughs> well, walking around a, a, an old folks' home, walking yeah. in an alley, mm-hmm. walking around the city. Nobody said like climbing ooh, into ooh, the me, car. Yes, and yes. closing the car door on his own, and then moment. getting out of it uh, the same way too, which How they don't show. That? I have no idea. Yeah, there's some liberties taken there. Also, you mentioned the old person's home. How about that orderly who is charged with uh, uh, looking over Abe Vigoda, who's holding the baby? Uh-huh. Like. It's just, this isn't just like a normal elderly person. Like obviously he's in this home. He's exhibited uh, mental problems, some dementia, and and, and the orderly is just like, are you, are you cool with are that you kid? Good? You good with that? You good, kid? right? I'm oh, gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go get lunch. It's lunchtime. <laughs> like really? I've got to go on. Get out of here. <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, that's lawsuits. Oh, then you know what? <laughs> also, that whole bit where Kirstie Alley goes because she gets the call. She's like, hey, uh, Victor's here, and he's you know you're gonna have to get him out of here because he's causing trouble with my staff. Mm-hmm. So she goes in there. She's having a meeting with the guy, and she's like, well, the orderly didn't – my husband gave the orderly the candy bars, and he's just supposed to get one candy oh, bar right. at a time. You remember this discussion? Yes. And the guy says, listen, lady, if Victor needs a special diet, if someone needs to regulate his diet, you need a certain kind of care that we cannot facilitate here. It's like- and she says, but no, my husband set it up with the orderly – and said, and he said it would be no problem. And he's like, "Oh, oh, you mean was Vinny? It, was it Vinny? Yeah. He, that's all he says is no problem. That's the only English he knows. Right. And she's like, "Oh, so is it okay for Grandpa to stay here? Yeah, sure. It's okay. yeah. I'm like, no, it's like, that doesn't solve anything. Crisis averted very quickly. He, he still has a dietary restriction <laughs> yeah, exactly. that hasn't been addressed. <laughs> you need to take him out of there and put him somewhere where they can oh, take care of. That, that was just the illegal alien that we're employing against the law, right? Oh, crazy old Vinny. All right, we, bygones. We have not solved the problem on both sides of the of the yeah, table here. Yeah, I like that. Uh, no, I didn't understand it either. Uh, I tell you, another thing that I didn't remember so much being a part, a huge part of this movie uh, in the first act was uh, how much time we spend with the baby in the womb. 
I, I remember I remember that being very brief, but watching it again, there's a lot of puppetry going on because they have this creepy baby fetus again, puppet. Ugly. Very it's ugly. It's really, really it, scary. Were you watching this in HD? As no. I've, oh, okay. In fact, I told Sarah, I was like, Joel's going to be so upset <laughs> with this. Because <laughs> it, it, it wasn't in HD. Were you watching it? It wasn't even on your widescreen. <gasps> yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, wherever you can. Like, this was a hard movie to track down, admittedly. Actually, yeah. it wasn't I, for Sarah. Well, if you're paying for it, it was hard to, <laughs> it's easy to track down. But otherwise. Yo-ho-ho in a bottle of rum. I, no, I had to buy this movie. I'm all, I'm, I'm all about buying movies now. I bought, bought uh, next week's movie, also because I couldn't find it. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, uh, it, it did not hold up in HD. It looked even creepier. It looked like, you know, Jim Henson's hand was up this baby. <laughs> it was. Um, and especially uh, as the eyeballs start coming around. Okay, here's a question. Pro-life or pro-choice? How do you feel? I think this, this is a little heavy of a question. Oh, what do you think? The no, no, yeah, not, not your I personal. Like, wow. But I mean, <laughs> usually getting real on the editing like this, you can kind of. Hey, guys, <laughs> what do you think? Put your comments in our Facebook page. Pro-life or pro-choice? Rate us five stars if you're pro-life. Hey, and comment on other people's comments. <laughs> yeah. We want to know. We want to have Communicate a Communicate with each other. Yeah, they call that, uh, you know, interaction, engagement. We want oh you to engage God. with our website. No, um, but this film, this film's stance, usually you can kind of tell where's, what stance they take. I, I think it's definitely a pro-life movie. It does feel that way. Yeah. Uh, especially because they're, they're, they're saying, you know, the baby's sentient yeah. in, the, in the womb and is, is well, he's talking. Look yeah. who's talking. Look it's right it. there on the table. Look, yeah, he's Bruce Willis as sperm. As sperm <laughs> he's talking. It's like, that's right. I so they're the saying way. life. They're it. saying life starts at the moment he shoots out of Albert's dick. That's right. <laughs> which I don't quite think is. Yeah, she didn't like that. Oh. <laughs> Language, daddy. Not Language. Not word Sorry, around baby. Bill Harper. <laughs> Uh, although, as much as I found those sequences uncomfortable uh, with the with the baby puppet, uh, it <laughs> with Jenna it was hot. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, he uh, he does deliver uh, one of my favorite lines, the Bruce Willis baby fetus, uh, as because you know they're talking outside the room and the doctor's like, "Oh, you're at the point where we can start, where, you know, we can see the sex of the baby, right?" Uh-huh. That's what the doctor oh, says. Like, Cut to that? inside the womb, and he's like. Well, it looks like I got a third arm coming in. <laughs> but then, how am I going to get that in my mouth? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I don't remember that when I saw it with my mom, or maybe I blocked it out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, that really got me. Uh huh. Funny. Yeah. Uh, this this is a fun movie to watch if you're an, if definitely if you're a new parent. Yeah. It's a fun movie. I was to hoping watch so because you point out all the things that are like, uh uh-uh, uh, nope, you can't do that. That's not right. Yeah. You shouldn't be doing that. Uh, like the stuffed animals at the head of the crib where the baby's sleeping. Oh, gosh, yes. The Garfield doll. Like, we immediately were like, that Garfield doll should not be at the head of the crib. A lot of sharp corners in this movie, I noticed. Oh, yes. With an eye uh, view. Uh Uh-huh. Let's see. What else? Uh, Yeah, unnecessary car chase at the end, that whole sequence. Unnecessary car, like the driving to the hospital. Oh, there at the was, beginning? There was no reason that we had to have that weird, like, Keystone Cop thing where, like, John yes. Travolta's, like, frantically driving to the hospital. Uh, the, it driving speaks. in reverse. Yeah, driving in reverse. <laughs> it's the, like the, the, the end of license to yeah. drive. And her reaction to that after she gets out of the car is it's correct, to, which is to, <laughs> to hit him. Yes. Just, just, She's like, my kid's going to be brain damaged because he. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. He was going over some hard bumps there. Yeah, that was not. That, and, and that speaks to the anemic nature of this movie, mm. that there really isn't much going on under the surface. Uh, yeah, but, you know. It's so thin. 
It is, but again, it's not about the plot. Unlike Kirstie Alley now. Uh, oh, oh, what happened to her? See, I, I thought can, she was really I, cute and adorable I in this film. She, I thought she was too. I thought no, she had star power. No, Kirstie Alley's a very attractive woman. Even now, <coughs> Kirstie Alley's a very attractive woman. Uh, I, and I think that if you you weigh this up against <laughs> wait, <laughs> uh, you weigh this up against her other projects, like she did that one movie with like John Larroquette back in the day. Oh, where yeah. like she, it was they had a bunch of house guests or whatever. Uh, or you weigh this against her work in Cheers, and I liked her in Cheers. Me too. But I do think that this was this movie was a you know even though it didn't stand out, her performance didn't stand out better than the side mm-hmm. performers. I think she did a good job. Like I said, yeah. she did a good job. Everybody did a good job with the material they were given. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they sh- they shone quite as bright as the, the the ancillary characters. Yeah, and and I mean it's all about the baby. Everybody gets upstaged by the baby and the and the voices coming yeah. out of it, which is you know that was my takeaway when I saw it as a kid and and still today. Uh, although I, I will say you know as paper thin as the plot is, I love that there are little moments of 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 truth or what I can only assume are truth. Uh-huh. Uh, there's that moment where um, you know she's getting very little sleep and trying to take care of the baby and uh, she pours coffee, coffee into, in the, into the baby bottle and then goes so far as to like test it on herself before uh-huh. and realizes uh, there were a couple little moments in there like that where I was like uh, that's that just added to the charm of this film for me yeah. it's like yes this is, is is about I feel like every decade there's like a, a movie about parenthood like that this we had knocked up uh-huh. a few years ago and it was kind of a breakout hit and it'll it, you know there, there's uh, sleep deprivation will <laughs> make you do some crazy shit oh yeah what, what's it's, the craziest thing you guys have done in the last couple of weeks uh, anal no well, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding I'm oh kidding God. I'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> I meant with the baby <laughs> I can't <laughs> oh jeez uh, no 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 uh, we, <laughs> I don't know we haven't done anything really crazy sleep deprived you just, saying that probably just, is the craziest thing that's happened exactly. from sleep deprivation no uh, it, I, we, I had a job interview oh and Gosh. going on very little sleep, and I, st- I think I kind of I did well, and it was really weird. And I think the thing that helped was the fact that everybody that was in the interview, it was a panel interview, so I was like, oh, good, with like five other people, and you opened. And I think they, I think they were all parents. Uh, so I think they all kind of got where opening I was line. coming from. Sorry if I'm a little it, no, it wasn't. It wasn't my opening line, but I didn't mention it at some point. Yeah, dude, you guys I was like, I'm sorry, in. I'm kind of. I'm kind of blubbering at the mouth because at some at one point I was kind of droning on like mm-hmm. I am right now, and I was like, "Sorry, I got daddy brain right now. I'm, nice. I haven't had much sleep." And they're like, "Really? You had, you had a kid?" I'm like, "Yeah." She's they're like, "How old is she?" I was, and at that point I was like, "Uh, six days." <laughs> they're like, "Jesus." Yeah. It's like yeah. So um, it, no, but like I said earlier, it, it's fun watching this movie and kind of seeing the things that happen and that you can you can relate to definitely as parents mm-hmm. and. And like, wow, you know, like when when Mikey says like, oh, wow, if I cry, right. I get food. <laughs> that <laughs> like, was a nice little sequence. And, and there is nothing truer in that movie <laughs> than, uh. than that sequence where he starts crying and she comes in with the bottle. Now, he takes her flying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at some point. He's like, let me take you flying uh, after she signs the papers to get Abe Vigoda in the, uh, the old folks home. Mm-hmm. Um. And there's this line, and I told Sarah, I was like, you know what? <laughs> For some reason, that line was something that always came to mind and always comforted me because I'm horrible when it comes to air travel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm really nervous when it comes to air travel. But she says, she's like, where are the parachutes? Oh, my God. I'm just, uh, have you ever seen movies like Sweet Dreams, oh, yeah. the Buddy Holly story, La Bamba? And he's like, yeah, but there's like a big difference between you and them. And she's like, what's that? He's like, they're like famous rock stars, <laughs> and you're not. And she was like, what does that mean? Like, what? And I, I never really thought about it. I was like, yeah, what does that mean? Yeah. But for the longest time, I always kind of thought about that. I was like, yeah, 
they're rock stars. I'm not. Perfectly s- I'll be fine. That's just good science. And it got me through. It got me through my flights and stuff. Like, and last night was the first time I really questioned it. And I'm like, wow, that security blanket is now gone. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> it's okay. He'll never fly again. <laughs> oh, bless you. Oh. <laughs> do you have anything else, baby? Do you have any th- other thoughts about this? You this know, I just, wreck I, of a movie. Yeah. Oh, I remember, wow. I remember really, really liking this movie when I when I saw it the first time because, like Joel, I was quite young. Mm-hmm. Saw it with my mom, uh, except not in the theaters because that would have been ridiculous. Mm. Um, but you know, for the listening public, once upon a time, grocery stores like the Kroger used to have video sections yes. inside of them all the time. Like mm-hmm. it was just a, it was a, it was a standing feature in in the grocery store. And since we lived next to a Kroger and down the street Spent from Spent a lot of time there. Yeah, from the Blockbuster video was way more expensive. So my mom would be like, "Let's go to Kroger and we can rent a video. It's Friday. We'll go to Little Caesars. We'll get the, you know, two pizzas for 10 bucks. Pizza pizza. Pizza pizza. And it was <laughs> great. I think you got two pizzas and a 2 liter. It was a good. It was a good Friday night. So I, this was this well, was a, literally Good Friday. Yeah, this was a, <laughs> of course. Uh, this this was a good movie because we got to go pick out a movie and it had babies on it. So I assume that's why my mom was like, "Must be safe, babies." Right? <laughs> Look like, who's talking. It's sperm in the first two minutes. Exactly. <laughs> and like Joel, I remember being incredibly uncomfortable with my mom. <laughs> Were you even old enough to like know what that was and what was happening? I mean, I was probably like uh, probably about the same age. Okay. Like, I, I probably saw it by the time it hit like theaters. You know, it was probably ninety ninety one. Yep, sounds about so right. So I was probably you know ten eleven. Um, so I think I had an idea <laughs> of what things were. I was just like, I'm not sure. Whoa, I'm sorry, baby's trying to. <laughs> He's trying to trying to twist away. Whoa, they'll do that sometimes. They lull you in a false sense of security. <laughs> I think so that I mean I remember that being uncomfortable but mm. I remember really liking the movie liking yeah. how it was It was cute. It was and all the all the things, you know, like the all the things that are problems with it uh, were not problems as an 11-year-old. It was just I didn't care. Like exactly. he walked out of the apartment. I think I remember thinking, you know, that lady is like really freaking out for no reason. He's a nice guy. What's her problem? <laughs> you know. <laughs> He it took didn't. her child. Why did he think he didn't even totally leave a didn't. note? No, right? yeah, yeah. This is before <laughs> cell phones or anything. He's like, yo, if you wake up, yeah, I've got the kid. <laughs> thought you might want to rest. Like, I'm just gonna leave a note on you. Like, I'll yeah. leave a note on top of you. Or like poker. Hey, you might want to rest for a little bit. Let me take mm-hmm. the kid. You know, it's that easy. Yeah. Like when when Sarah wants to rest, I'm like, hey. Poke, poke, poke. Like, she's got the baby sleeping. I'm like, hey, do you want me to take her so that way you could try to rest? Uh-huh. Okay, cool. Like, that way she doesn't wake up and go, oh, my God, where the yes. fuck is the I baby? I just gave birth to this thing, and already it's gone. Yeah. yeah. All no in- repercussions for this for this cabbie that does these things. Like, she calls the cops a couple times, and, you know, he comes busting into her apartment with, like, her her purse or whatever. And uh-huh. she's like, wait a minute. Just lets him in first. Yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah, guy yeah. that the last time you saw him, for all you know, you were beating him outside his cab because he That's just right. drove you to the hospital like a crazy person. Put you in person. danger. Mm-hmm. Right. But you just invite him in. Hey, it's so good to see you. What are you doing here? Mm-hmm. And then, wait a minute. How did you know where I live? <laughs> you know, that, that's <laughs> the first question you asked. Not, right. not, not as you're presenting your wallet to him. Right. 
right? Well, and, and didn't he come over for the specific like purpose to watch the kid while she went and did something? No, the, well, the first time he was coming to get his cab fare. He never got his cab fare. And that, that turned into, I need a babysitter. And he's like, well, I'm free. And then, yeah, she hires him there on the spot. Again, yeah. bad parenting decisions Oh yeah, to hire the, uh, the cab driver. She makes a little deal with him. Okay, babysitting and two aerobics classes. See, this is the sitcom part I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Yeah. Feels uh-huh. very three's company. A little disjointed. Like, maybe this was a pilot for... A sitcom. Well, uh, after this movie came out, because of the huge success, like America just had baby fever, and like you said, it spawned two sequels. Two sequels. <laughs> two sequels, and then like a TV show. There was another like talking baby TV show. Was it was it? basically just a ripoff of this in in half hour episodic. Wow. Uh, yeah, segments. Uh, I don't think it lasted very long. Good we, God. we got over our baby obsession quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else about this movie that I wanted to touch on. Hmm, I think we've gone through all my notes. Yeah. I still think it's cute. I, I don't know. It's, it doesn't play. Been, it's not quite as charming to me anymore. Would have been made very differently today. Yeah. But like I said, I like Knocked Up. Were we going to look at Knocked Up differently in See, 20 years? We weren't know, trying to do funny I, I, voices. I still have a problem with Knocked Up. I just totally. think that, that movie needs to be edited. Well, that's it, Judd Apatow it's for It's so it. long. <laughs> that movie's so long. Whereas this one's very short. And it's just still needs to be edited down. <laughs> yeah, there's a, all those dream sequences uh-huh. that she has, and like you said, the, the blind dates. Everything just seems like padding. Yeah, that goes nowhere. It's 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 a movie that's it struggles to find its voice for a good. It's Bruce Willis. 30, 30, 40. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, 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 I see what, what you mean. Jerk off. I'm sorry. It, it struggles to find its voice, though, for the first 30, 40 minutes. It tries to figure out what kind of movie it wants to be. Does it want to be The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, where, you know, Kirstie Alley is kind of like daydreaming, like thinking of these different scenarios? Right. Or is it like, you know, this story about a professional woman who's trying to figure out her way now with a baby? Yeah. Or is it Fraggle Rock with all the Muppets, the oh, fetus my gosh. baby Muppets? Yes. Dance cares away. Baby. (laughs) (laughs) Muppet fetus. (laughs) Uh, God, there was one other thing that I wanted to talk about, and I cannot think of it for the life of me. Well. And it had to do with the Travolta character. And yeah, I can't. I cannot think of it. What I wanted. Well, to maybe say. as we're discussing what we think is right or wrong, yeah, inspiration right. will pop in. So, so uh, what did the uh, what did Look Who's Talking do right, Joel? I just think all of the characters are very, very charming. Even even Albert, the guy who's like cheating her over. Everybody's everybody's funny in there. Olympia Dukakis, as you mentioned, some of the yes. side characters. Everybody is is very charming. This feels like a very safe movie, even though it puts babies in peril. Uh-huh. Um, it, it, and and even though I was emotionally scarred by seeing it with my mom, still it's it's kind of a fun family movie because it's got a little something for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I think it's charming. Sarah, what did Look Who's Talking do right? Joan Rivers. <laughs> the very end. Yeah, that very end with. I had forgotten that and yeah. the little Julie. When she Julie. gets a she gets a Marvel esque post credit sequence. That's, that's right, and then they recast her for the sequel. <laughs> what the hell? I know. I, yeah. I was like, I don't remember Joan Reaver, Reavers. Joan Reavers. <laughs> Joan Reavers. It's now Firefly. Whoa, that's a great <laughs> T-shirt that needs to be made. I don't remember Joan Rivers uh, uh, in this movie or in, in the sequel. And then I looked it up. Yeah, Roseanne Barr did the the sequel. That's right. Which I do remember. I wonder why. Probably because Joan Rivers is. Cantankerous, <laughs> can't get her in a. Roseanne Barr probably worked cheap. That's yeah, that's probably yeah. also true. Uh, Equally as annoying. What I thought, look who's talking, did best. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I kind of agree with you, Joel. I thought the the cast overall. I think the casting was great. I thought the casting worked. Uh, I think they got their money's worth. I think whoever <laughs> whoever the casting director was with this, I think they did great with the budget they yeah. had. Uh, because I'm sure they got uh, Bruce Willis for a song because it was just voice work. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, he you don't even get him on like the the top billing. 
Is he not top build in He's this movie? He's not top build. Who is? No, Kirstie Alley? Kirstie Alley and John Travolta. Well, that, yeah, that I get. Our, to, our top build. Interesting. You know? uh, and so you get Bruce Willis for a song. You get John Travolta at discount rates. Absolutely. Uh, you get Kirstie Alley, who can't demand that much of a, of a rate because yeah. she wasn't a huge, she's not a huge Hollywood cheers, star. Right? Yeah. And so you round it out with a great supporting cast. Like These are great <laughs> character actors that are rounding out this cast. No, I absolutely agree with that. What did Look Who's Talking do wrong? Uh, I mentioned it earlier that that third act where we realized there's no real conflict in this movie, but we need some sort of you know visceral chase sequence. Hey, hey, keep it down over there, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm making a salient point right here. Okay, um, but yeah, like it, it, all of a sudden she it's has like, the same reaction to Joel's voice as I. Do. <laughs> <laughs> that sheer utter joy what you're hearing editing by listeners. No, she. Um, and so, yeah, we we have to manufacture this car chase uh, because we need a car chase in a movie, and that's how that's how it's a very eighties movie in that sense. Yeah. It's like our climax is going to have something to do with Colombian drug lords, <laughs> or there's going to be a shootout. The last ten minutes of this movie is like the entirety of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. <laughs> it's just and then like yes. just and then this happens yeah. and then this happens and then this happens. They just. They just shoved it into a 10-minute window. A lot of montages yeah. in this film. Yeah. Uh, Sarah, what did Look Who's Talking do wrong? I feel like the character, Kirstie Alley's character, was just a little confusing. I feel like she, that her personality would have done better if she had been, you know, like like Albert's administrative assistant or something. You know, like, yeah. don't make her a successful businesswoman and then have her just be a complete fucking moron. Yeah. yeah. That just doesn't make any kind of sense. And, um, I mean, that, that and, and that whole kind of subplot which seemed like a bigger plot when I was watching this the first time uh, but Mikey trying to get trying to get a daddy which I didn't have a problem with at 11 I was like yeah of course everybody needs a mommy and a daddy mm-hmm. uh-huh. go with that go yeah. with God um, <laughs> but that you know his his whole you know purpose his whole existence as a one year old is like I gotta get James to be my daddy right. and that's like the whole third act is okay I gotta go chase after James I want him to be want him to be daddy yeah, yeah. bring and 1980s it, it didn't seem Watching it again, it, it seemed really out of place. Really? Like that yeah. should have been the plot. Like it should have been the baby's plot, not the mommy's plot, the mm-hmm. whole way through. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like or that. it should have been left out in its entirety and just let romance happen and let him be a baby talking about you know baby stuff. Let my love open the door. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no. So I I absolutely agree with you, Sarah. I feel like the Kirstie Alley should not have been on a mission to find a daddy for her her son. Yeah, cheap and uh, I think that we follow along the same lines of what you're saying. That we've got this professional, strong businesswoman. Mm-hmm. She's smart. She's 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 smart. She's beautiful. She's a little more confident in yeah. herself. She's been hurt. But she's going to do what's right because her motivation is right there in front of her. It's her child. Mm-hmm. So she wants to do what's right for her child and not be this weak woman. Right. Who, and again, I'm not this weak woman. No, but, but you're she, right. She, she's not going to be weak and, you know, and need some some man yeah. to, to, to lead her and tell her what to do and take care of her. She doesn't need that. That shouldn't have been her motivation. Yeah. Uh, that, but Kelly- the, uh, the Albert thing is fine. You can introduce that later on. And like I said, you know, he could come into the picture later that like he wants to now be in 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 his son's life. Mm-hmm. And he comes to the door without her inviting him or anything like that. John Travolta is watching the kid. You could still have that scene where Albert comes to yeah, the door I did and like that, knocks on the door and he's like, "Hey, that's my kid. That's what I wanted to bring up." Everybody gives like Travolta is like giving her so much shit about like Hey, I thought you said you were artificially inseminated. Oh, right. I don't want him coming around and seeing Mikey anymore. Uh, hey, 
Step uh, step back about five <laughs> yes. steps there, ba- buddy. You're still just yeah, your relationship the cabbie buddy. Very tenuous. That's, that's all you are right mm-hmm. now. You don't get to make these calls. Uh, and, and so, like, but you still could have had that where Albert shows up. And the A plot where Albert's maybe trying to get Mikey. Mm-hmm. And so you have that going on. And we get to see the character of James. And through that, James kind of elevates himself from being the fun, fun daddy figure. And we get to see the the responsible James mm-hmm. kind of elevate from there. But from that, we get to see his connections kind of come into play where, you know, not, he, he makes those long-distance phone calls from those law offices. Well, maybe he also has made friendships with those l- lawyers, hmm. and they help with, like, you know, maybe the custody battle or whatever. Oh, that would have been cute. You know, something like that. Something to kind of to play into getting Mikey and him earning Mikey as kind of his own. You want more humans and less baby. I, I wa- well, we, we, we only need the one baby, mm-hmm. and we could still see the world through the Bruce Willis baby voice, but we, I, we need to see... We need to see James earn Mikey yep. a little bit more. Nope, you know what right. I'm saying? Uh, and and we need to see Kirstie Alley kind of win. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. We need to see her triumph yeah. on her own in, in a way. Uh, and that's all. And I don't know if that makes any sense. No, no, it does. Not that you mentioned but, it. But yeah. I kind of feel like I, I, I completely agree with what Sarah's saying. I think that, that the they, they needed to really flesh out the plot a little bit more. And I think the weakness of Look Who's Talking is that they, they kind of placed everything on the shoulders of, look how cute this whole movie's going to be, just a baby talks. And yep. we'll just kind of craft everything around it, just throw things at it. Uh, and I think had they just taken a little bit more time with it and, and really been thoughtful with the story, you could have had something that would have st- stood the test of time a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, all right, so if we were going to remake Look Who's Talking now, uh, <laughs> I mean, Look Who's Talking Right now, now. Uh, <laughs> not the sequel. not the third the the third version the third film is that the one where they had dogs? dogs. Danny oh, DeVito yeah. was the voice of the dog. Oh, I bailed before. Was it like Danny DeVito and Bette Midler? There were or two something? of them. Yeah, yeah. Jeff uh, Jeff's on it. Jeff's gonna look it up. <laughs> so if we were going to remake this film, look who's talking. Mm-hmm. How would we do it? We'll start with you, Joel, and then we'll end up with Sarah. Sure. Uh, I'll, let's see, I did seven or eight here. Uh, so I, I went and did uh, Abe Vigoda, the uh, the aging. They took my candy. The grandfather uh, who ODs on, on chocolate. Uh, he, he, is, he is our Abe Vigoda. How about Judd Hirsch, who you'll know uh, as Jeff Goldblum's father from the Independence Day movies, films. Yeah. I can say now that there's a, there's a sequel not on the bad. way. Not Abe Vigoda. The uh, Rona, the best friend. Uh, to Kirstie Alley's character. Uh, she always gets cast as the best friend, and why not in this movie? I'm talking about Judy Greer from this year's uh, Jurassic World, nice. always playing the best friend. Bring her back here. Uh, the Olympia Dukakis, who is Kirstie Alley's mother in this film. Uh, how about, uh, let's let's bring somebody back we haven't seen in a while. How about Helen Hunt? Uh-huh. She's about the right age now. I could see her having a daughter. Not bad. Uh, and she's about to be grandmother. She would, of course, be married to... Oh, no, I didn't do the grandfather, did I? Oh, no. No, I just go right up to George... Siegel, Siegel or Seagal? Yeah, George. Se- I think I thought it was George Siegel. I think it is George Siegel. He plays Albert, the adulterer, who who sires said Mikey. Uh-huh. Uh How about Brian Cranston? In that nice. Role? I love Brian Cranston. Successful, but like, can't you picture him talking about going through a selfish phase? Throw him in anything. Yes. I love him always. Uh, and then of course our big three. Uh, well, we'll do John Travolta and Kirstie Alley. Um, 
with the John Travolta car- Well, these go as a pair. So uh, instead of John Travolta and Kirstie Alley, I have Mark Ruffalo in the John Travolta role and Lake Bell from uh, In a World. I love her, man. Yeah, she's great. She's good. And she's equal parts neurotic but misindependent that I could see her. That movie would play out a little different with her in the lead role. I think it would be a little more closer to your, gotcha. your rendition. And, of course, the baby, baby Mikey, who is voiced by Bruce Willis in this film, will, of course, in mine, be voiced by Chris Pratt. Because nice. Lego Movie, he but he's such a great because Chris voice Pratt has actor. to be in everything. You know what? I I know we use him a lot, but really he'd be perfect for this. Can't okay. you picture him? I can. The internal monologue of a child. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it would go right with with Joe's theory on on babies all being really stupid. He could totally pull <laughs> off that yeah. like like Look, just stupid observational baby I, stuff. He's just like, Emmett from like, the Lego Movie. Like I was saying, babies have the potential to be brilliant. They're just <laughs> not born brilliant. They need to be taught. <laughs> I think our baby is gorgeous and brilliant. Aww. She just right now she just can't. Sometimes she, she punches herself. She in the face. punches herself in the face. <laughs> so that's well. That's she all. knew she did wrong. So all right. So <laughs> so my recast. I didn't recast quite as many as you did. Yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, a little so crazy. I re- my, oh, who is your director? Oh, uh, Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow. Of course, I mentioned it earlier. Okay, um, Albert, mm-hmm. the George Siegel character. Mm. I recast with Colin Firth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> Uh, for James's the Abe Vigoda character, James's father, or was it grandfather? Uh, I decided to bring back Bruce Willis. No, you're going to see kind of a common theme here. Oh, I've, I like I've, that. I've taken what was old and made them older. Mm. Uh, oh, so no. yeah, James's father, Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Molly's mother will be Kirstie Alley. Kirstie Alley. Huh? Molly's father will be John Travolta. <laughs> so basically, we're bringing them back. Uh, and so that's going to leave... Wait a minute. Aren't like Bruce Willis and John Travolta contemporaries? Aren't they about the same age? And you've cast one decades older than the other? No. Molly's no. father's John Travolta. Yeah. James's father's Bruce Willis. Oh, the f- oh, see, I'm thinking yeah. of the Abe Vigoda character. Yeah, they, well, the Abe Vigoda character is Bruce Willis. <laughs> they don't have to be... like. <laughs> Just, it doesn't matter. It's a we're, lot older. We're, we're really focusing too much. I on, am. I am. The, I like what you're doing. Okay. Keep going. So now we've got. Welcome the, back, Joe. The Molly character. Tear apart your the Molly character played by Kristen Ritter. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Kristen Ritter? Do you guys know who Kristen Ritter is? No. Don't trust the bee in apartment three. Oh. Oh, I like her. Yeah, she's great. She's got a great sarcastic wit. I think that uh, I wanted to go with someone who was a TV actress, just like Kirstie Alley was. Yeah. Oh, uh, good call. All right. So now we've got James. Another TV actor, you might recognize him from a show called The Flash. I went with Grant Gustin. Oh, oh, interesting. Yeah, where plays, is he now? He plays Barry Allen. He plays the Flash. Oh, he's the new. Yeah, well, he's I mean, the yeah. new Flash. Uh, and the voice of Mikey, I went with two different actors. I couldn't really decide who. No, no. So I'll let the audience decide. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went with either Bradley Cooper. Yes. Or Jeff Bridges. Ooh, interesting. Jeff Bridges. Yeah, I thought that might be kind of fun, too. The, the little dude. Yeah, little dude. Uh, and directed by Betty Thomas, who directed Private Parts. Nicely done. Oh, yeah. wow. What has she done in a while? Uh, I, I have no idea. But I, I like the work that she did with Private yeah. Parts. I think it kind of fits along the same lines as Absolutely. Um, Good recasting. Okay. Uh, and, baby, that leaves you with your recasting yes. while you juggle our child. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's hopping. Um, okay, so I... You're holding like a shake weight. I'm like, I'm like a, a one-woman Johnny jump up over here. I'm like, if we just keep bouncing, she'll be fine. Um, uh, projectile vomit. Yeah, or she'll projectile vomit, which would be great. Just uh, point her at Jeff's computer. <laughs> yeah, no, go right into the microphone. It's a good podcast. Oh, good Jeff. Uh, so I went a little a little British, apparently, with, with mine. Um, 
except for, of course, uh, Grandpa, Grandpa James's grandfather. Um, I went with Ed Asner because we just saw him on Celebrity <laughs> Family Feud. <and laughs> he's fantastic. Sexually transmitted oh, disease. God, is he still oh, around? it was great. He's ornery. Um, so for Molly, for the um, for the Kirstie Alley uh, role, mm-hmm. I went a little a little bit older. I was trying to keep the same thing because you know Molly was a. You know, I think they said she was like 33, 34. Yeah. So Young she had that whole, like, your biological clock is ticking. So Kate Beckinsale is about, <gasps> you know, and she's fantastic. Ooh. And she's lovely. And yes, I would totally is. believe that, you know, anyone would want to nail her. Mm-hmm. Um, like her boss, Albert. And if we can't have Bruce Willis um, in this new movie, we need to have Hans Gruber. So that's going to be Alan Ray. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. So, Kate Beckinsale. Uh, so the the two of them, I guess maybe this is set in London. Well, uh, who knows? Maybe we'll class it up. We'll take it out there of you. New York and move it to London. Or <laughs> what, Toronto? Where was it actually yeah, filmed? Yeah. BC, <laughs> mm-hmm. Vancouver. Uh, for James, we're going with uh, funny man Andy Samberg, who is Ooh. just goofy enough yes. that he's charming. But he's, <laughs> nice. not, he's not on the attractive level of Kate Beckinsale I would say no yeah that's a that's a that's a good get for him so it's it's one of those like oh it's so it's not all about the looks it's about his mm. his humor and his amazing ability to play with Mikey who will be voiced by Patrick Stewart <laughs> <laughs> well done I'm going to poop my pants <laughs> I'm going to poop my pants Engage Make it so <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little stewy I guess on this Second star to the right and straight on to the morning <laughs> There's a Earl or What is it? How does he order his tea? Earl Grey hot Earl Grey <laughs> Tea Earl Grey <laughs> This is a poop joke in there If somehow. you've got a uh, how you, uh, Oh did you have a director? I didn't I didn't think of it uh, Directed by Okay, Susmizman. I love, <laughs> love her work. John Carpenter. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if you have any ideas on how you would recast uh, Look Who's Talking, or if you have any thoughts about the movie, anything that we didn't touch on, you can always call uh, call us out on uh, on Facebook. Just go to Facebook. Call the tip line. Call the tip line at 214. Uh, just call us out on Facebook. You can uh, contact us. Go to Facebook in the search bar. Put in the editing bay. Find the woman with the bleeding eyes. That's us. That's how you contact us. And uh, and let us know what your thoughts are. If you have any movies that you want us to talk about, that is where you talk back to us. We've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It is editingbay.com. You can find links to our Facebook and Twitter handle there. Twitter handle is at the editing bay. Please give us a little follow there. Also, uh, we're going to be redoing that website here soon so that all of our old shows are up in the archive. Right now we're, we're missing a few, uh, but we'll be putting them up there soon. Um, so, yeah, editingbay.com. Bookmark it. Visit there often. Love it. And uh, we've also got our Twitter, uh, George's Goiter. Oh, I keep forgetting we, about yeah, George's Goiter. That we, we don't do anything with. We no. still haven't done. You know, and while while we've been on paternity leave, it'd be perfect time to do stuff with George's Goiter, mm. and I still have not. Well, you've, uh, you've had your hands full, uh, admittedly. Yes, yeah. Uh, if you have uh, if you get us on the podcasting app on your Apple device, it would be awesome for you to go and give us a review. Five-star rating would be preferred, and and give us a little review. All you got to do is go to your podcasting app in the search function, put in Next Wave Radio. That'll bring up all of our podcasts. Just click on the editing bay, and then the center, uh, in the center field, you'll see something that says Reviews. Click on that, and then give us the five-star rating and a review. Please, both of those, rating and review. That's perfect. That'll help us, you know, with sponsorship gets and uh, and and stuff because we want to do another live show very soon, and uh, and they like that kind of stuff. And while you're there, giving us our uh, our review, you can also review the other Next Wave Radio shows. We still have my comic life with Sam and Jeff. I love that show. Uh, Jeff ended up. Uh, 
he he stopped doing eight bit gladiators. Aww. He was like, that was Joe's show, so fuck it, I don't want to do it. It's a good show. He's like ass. Got a lot going uh, on. No, we do have a lot going on. So we we also have uh, MVP, mm-hmm. most valuable podcast with uh, with Danny and Matt. <laughs> And they talk about sports and wrestling stuff, and it's always fun. And I think they still have that Macho Man Randy Savage figure that they want to give away. All they got to do is get a review, uh, and that goes back to just giving them a review on their their show. So Easy. please go ahead and do that. If you uh, get us on your Android device, you can pick us up uh, using the Podcast Republic and a Podcast Addict apps. Uh, we really appreciate all the support. Um, okay, so for next week, we're going to try to get back on track with the movie we were going to do before the baby yeah. was born. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little movie starring Sean Astin and Will Wheaton mm-hmm. and Louis Gossett Jr. That's right. Called Toy Soldiers. Which I've never seen, uh, but watch the trailer, and I'm super excited. This this looks like actually a really good movie. It's like Die Hard in a Prep School. Despite what Rotten Tomatoes would tell you. <laughs> yes. Uh, so i going to make my own decision. This so. was one of those movies that when I was in middle school, I like watched it eight times a day. It seems like something that HBO would have gotten the rights to and just played ad nauseum. Over yeah. and over again. Yeah, and I don't know. I think it's on Netflix. It is on Netflix. There you go. Saving me four dollars this week. Thank you, sir. <laughs> so you can uh, you can watch Toy Soldiers and check back in with us next week, Sarah. Thank you so much for joining us for this and for juggling and <laughs> juggling Harper and you know oh rocking gosh. her up and down like guys. This. She's gorgeous. Yeah, she's a beautiful baby. She's I'm gonna build up the guns. <laughs> no, right? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, and uh, Joel, always a pleasure. Oh, thanks. Good to have you guys back. Thanks so much for for bringing the baby into the show. All right, we are the editing baby. We'll catch you next week. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.